Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. I don't think I could watch the movie of Redfern Gross and like be okay emotionally. Like I, I don't think there's a way I could do it. You can't do it. You feel okay emotionally. And like not cry. Like the book was so. I mean, like I'm not gonna say I, I, I cried at the end of like Johnny Tremaine, like uh, books you read in like middle school, but where the red fern grows. Oh my god, it just, it rips your heart out. They're both buried under there and like, there's a porch. I'm gonna cry. Fuck you. Don't do it, Doug. I'm not a wooden monster like you. I'm not a goddamn robot. Again, I don't feel like I'm a robot for not crying. During Toy Story 3? Toy Story 3. At any point during Toy Story 3? At any point during Toy Story 1, 2, or 3. No, 1 and 2, like, there's not a lot of tear jerk, but 3? Oh my god. I mean, at the end of 2, how come you didn't cry when, like, you know, Buzz Lightyear is all happy to be with his dad? I mean... Bud Lightyear? His dad? Who was the fuck... When did he find his dad? The, The fucking evil... Fucking oh, space Z- Zog Lord or whatever his name was. His fucking father, remember? Yeah, Zog or whatever it was. <laughs> no, fuck that. Like it's and not he like falls I... down the fucking elevator shaft or whatever. He goes, "Daddy." It's it's not like that's like saying like you cry when um, the emperor gets thrown down the fucking elevator shaft, and Luke's like, "I've redeemed my father." Like I didn't cry at the end of Return of the Jedi. When Darth Vader I mean, I dies. did. I did on the. I did. I did on the re-releases because they ruined my childhood. But I mean, that's totally a different kind of cry. When, when Darth Vader dies, you didn't cry. No, because it revealed the fact that all black people want to be white people on the inside. What's a newbie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I went from a really heartfelt thing about crying during an honest emotional experience and then jumped to a Jason Amy quote. So welcome to Shooting the Gap. I guess we've been softcore porn opening. Yep. Well, now... You say that it's just the two of us. That gets weird. However, will I save the gold mine from the prospect, the horny prospectors? That might have been a plot to one I saw. Indeed. Like, we'll talk about porn's gay. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about sports, baby. Let's talk about sports and me. So let's talk about the fact that on my week three picks, I was about like I was ninety percent right. In fact, that I saw a couple. Oh yeah, uh, a disclaimer: I might be uh, channeling Rick from Rick and Morty. Um, No, he is. Yeah, uh, totally. I might burp in the middle of my words. Um, No, I picked about ninety percent. Actually, I saw one that no one else did. Which one is that, Doug? Uh, are, are we going to go in order, or...? No, no, you can just tell me which one. Uh, the Minnesota game. Doug did call the Minnesota game. Mm-hmm. Well, Doug, after this week's Bronco game, you can't be too proud of yourself. Because Minnesota's a pretty average football team that we could have lost to. <laughs> did, did we beat them as that we played this week? We did play Minnesota this week. And I am not as hurt or distraught as everybody else seems to be by it. Seems to be a little bit of... What was know, the score? 23-20. Okay. Um... 
Everybody seems to be in a little bit of a panic mode that we didn't. Just, we're not just rolling over teams. Uh, it, uh, did we outlaw panic defense? Oh no, that was California then. That's probably California. They outlaw everything first. Uh, they outlawed panic defense, which is actually good. So it's when you beat up a gay dude that you didn't know was gay, and then uh, when they go, it's a hate crime, and they're like, I didn't know he was gay. Like that's not a thing anymore. It's like. Well, that's Dude, fair, it was right? gay, I mean, and it doesn't matter if, if you didn't know it or not. Like, I think it matters. You're a piece we of shit. We won't get into that. Yeah, sorry. Sorry to get weirdly political on that one. Because I, I, I feel like that matters to know ahead of time if you hate somebody for it to be a hate crime. Anyway, <clears throat> the Denver Broncos did not commit any hate crimes. Well, maybe. Against Teddy Bridgewater. No. No, I don't. I don't think we had any white sacks or knockdowns today. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. Teddy Bridgewater was knocked around and harassed the whole game. The entire game, matter of fact. Um, put up some good numbers, regardless. Not too much of a surprise to this show, especially if you heard the Gons, who's in Peru. He's in Peru. Peru, as it's pronounced. Peru. Pe- Peru. Peru, France. <laughs> um, <coughs> not because, not because the Gans believes in him. The Gans has kind of bestowed a little bit of the Teddy Bridgewater love on me. He has been very adamant to point out that he was the one that thought long ago that he was the best in that draft class, and <clears throat> he's looking more and more. Believable as a long-term franchise quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, reminds me a little bit of Russell Wilson. Um, not so much as the fleet of foot that where Wilson can keep plays alive and alive, but the fact that he knows he can run, he keeps the ball and keeps his eyes downfield, keeps looking for those plays. Hence the reason why you saw a lot of Mike Wallace out there. Um, not to mention Mike Wallace for whatever reason. I don't care how fast he is. We've shut down fast receivers in the past. But uh, Mike Wallace was making us look a tad bit silly. Not terribly silly, but we... The Denver defense coming up big again. The game is ending on a turnover again. That's not a big deal. Don't panic, Broncos Nation. Do not panic. That is good. I know that sounds silly. That sounds so stupid. But if you remember, when we went to the Super Bowl, we were throwing for hundreds of touchdowns and millions of fucking yards that amounted to shit in the Super Bowl. We got destroyed in the Super Bowl. The running game needs to get going. Ronnie Hillman, you take away his big fucking play. Not only is that game possibly a loss, but we also don't run for that many yards. I'm sorry, we don't don't produce a 100-yard rusher. We produce a 100-yard rusher because he ran 72 of those yards. Other than that, he didn't do much. He He had 11 carries. CJ had 11 carries. They're not running the ball effectively. C.J. Anderson needs to... He needs to be the spellback. C.J. Anderson needs to be the guy... He needs to be the guy that comes in and and for Ronnie Hillman. I'm sorry, he's he's not effective. I don't care if he's hurt. I don't care care if he has confidence problems. Whatever issue he's having right now, the end result is ineffectiveness. We can't keep getting two-yard gains and keep going to third and sevens and third and sixes all the time and have to rely on a 39-year-old quarterback's arm who admittedly has problems with arm strength. Can I ask you a question on a personal note? Sure, let's get personal. Uh, Why is my Instagram picking up my husband's nuts as a location? And should I tag that? Um, sure. I mean, Doug, if you want to tag your husband's nuts, 
that's between you and him. But to go on... The weird part is I don't have a husband. Which is going to make it really awkward when you start it's tagging gonna be It's going to be awkward enough uh, family court. Or, or the people's court. Or regular court. court. Or, or the just, people's court? Just, just regular court. At the court. I'm house. sorry, Your Honor, my husband has no nuts. He is nuts. <clears throat> CJ Anderson needs to grow some nuts. I don't know if that's his problem. Nice um, segue. But <laughs> if that's his problem and he's having confidence issues, I, I don't know, get over it or something. I'm not gonna speak on 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 whether or not somebody's having confidence issues because it doesn't look that way. He's lost somehow. I don't know what's going on with him in this offense. I don't know if it's hard for him to understand really how to run in his own blocking scheme. He's not being patient enough. He's going too early. He's cutting too early. Um, There's a lot of runs that it looks to me like he's just trying to go to a hole that he sees as opposed to one he anticipates being open, which would be beneficial if he could look at film and see how if he would have waited for some holes to open up that it could have happened. That being said, this offensive line this season has not produced much, though this Sunday was one of the better performances of this offensive line. Um, Obviously, Peyton Manning's picks are dumbfounding. I don't know a better word for it. They were not Peyton Manning-esque. Usually he throws some lame duck towards or some long ball that just hangs up there too long and that's what gets picked off instead of throwing it directly at safeties and it's just not good um the offense has to pick it up a little bit every great defense has won a super bowl and this is a great defense it's not probably a top five defense to ever play but they are monstrous and they are playoff ready. They're playoff worthy. It's not you're not going to see fear in this defense. This defense run with a swagger. Um, everybody keeps talking about how they ended those games with the defense making a turnover, and I don't understand why. You, why is that so frustrating for you? That's exciting. That's good to know that you're going into the game with either a, a small lead, you're going to the end of the game, you got a small lead, or you're trying to maintain a, a solid lead, or you need to come back from behind, so you need to get a turnover. It's nice to know that this defense is the kind of defense that can get you those turnovers, that you can rely on, that you're not worried about stuff from the other team because you have the upper hand. That's what the people in Seattle have been seeing and that's why Seattle's never out of a game just as they came to prove tonight as we do the show watching the Seattle game finish up as Doug pointed out very interesting that that score was so close and also that's a defense once again if you I mean, the, the Seahawks are about to lose to the fucking Detroit Lions. They were within three points. They were within half a yard, Doug. That ball gets punched Had out. Had you not at the seen that, that fumble line. at the uh, at the end zone, it would have made it that much more interesting. It would have been very interesting watch for the rest of the game. I'm not sure with the way that Seattle was playing tonight that they could have pulled it off. Um Obviously, you know, ifs and buts. I'm not going to play that fucking game because there's always the ifs and what ifs and all that garbage in between. Um, but a half yard short of almost losing that game because mm-hmm. that's a big turnover. That's, and that's Seattle huge... cannot go down the field and kick a field goal to win that game. They have to go down the field to score a touchdown. They only scored one touchdown. In the whole game. So, it would have been a task the way the Detroit Lions were playing tonight. I was pretty impressed at the way the Lions fought. I was pretty intrigued to see that Seattle is definitely a very beatable team. 
They're they're it definitely, beatable. It definitely showed a chink in the armor. Showed a chink in the armor. The fact that that some of the high rated, high one of the highest rated defenses, uh, which I I don't think I'm wrong in saying. Um, I mean, not in fantasy football right now. The Denver Broncos are the highest. But I mean, like rating. in terms of, you know, back to back Super Bowl appearances. T- appearances. Thank you. Um, almost lost. Like you said, half a yard. Half a yard shy. L- less if that fumble wouldn't have happened. They play with heart and swagger. That's a that's a play that most other teams see. And we talk about how important Cam Chancellor is to that team. Who? That would to be what team? The Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Uh, Cam Chancellor held out. Seahawks lost the two games that he held out in. And tonight he makes the big play. He jumps in there with the with the heady play to punch that ball loose. Because if he doesn't do that, most other players in this league, they don't try and knock the ball loose. Wouldn't have happened. Most of the time they try and throw a shoulder on him, they try and jump on top of him, something like that. Cam Chancellor knew that he had to try and jump in there and punch that ball and that was Which exactly he what he was doing. That was exactly what was on his mind. And that was half a yard away. And that's the kind of fight you want from your defense. That's the kind of fight that the Denver Broncos are getting from their defense. These aren't the turnovers the Broncos are getting. These aren't, like I said, with Kansas City. There's not errant phantom fumbles where the quarterback throws his arm backward and the ball just falls behind him. It isn't a running back and a quarterback missing the exchange. It's not... Uh, a wide receiver going to juke and spinning the ball and knocking it out of his own arm or one of his own players knocking it out of his arm. It wasn't a ball that, you know, a quarterback shouldn't have thrown and he's throwing off his back heel and just praying to God it gets there. These are all forced turnovers. The Broncos are forcing the ball. They are the ones taking the ball. It's not luck. That's not luck. That is that is. They are great. raping the ball from the they other team. They are taking the ball and having their way with it. As if the other team hair. was asking for it. Ooh, uh, mm. But the other team kept saying no, but but we don't care. Ooh, I don't, I don't know if what you said was okay. No, probably wasn't. <laughs> like, their offense said yes, but their defense... No, their offense <laughs> said no, but their defense said yes. London game this week. London. <coughs> Moving on. London. London game last week. Doug's shocked. Had no idea there was a game played in London. Uh, t- two per season, right? Or something? Jets and the Dolphins playing one of the three London games. Um, it resulted in Joe Philbin getting fired. Yes, it did. Which is very, very shocking to me. I well, am very you know, surprised. I'm surprised about. Hold on, Doug. I'm hold on. I'm surprised about a couple things about this season. Very surprised. Number one, I'm surprised at how quickly everybody has turned on Colin Kaepernick. I'm surprised From at how quickly everybody, how quickly the Dolphins look like just ah, garbage. And I'm very surprised at how the Eagles have looked offensively. I'm a little surprised at how the Raiders have looked. But that being said, we'll get to that in a second. Um, But those are my shockers. And I am really shocked that this team seemed to have just quit on their coach. I don't know. That seems to be the word. And if that's the case, then unfortunately he needs to be fired because... And was. Well, that's the only thing you can do. And they hired their tight end coach as the head coach, which does not bode well for those offensive and defensive coordinators in Miami. Look at Miami to be the bottom of the trash pile the rest of the season. Chum. Most of the time, you, you go to the interim head coach. I mean, your team is, your, your, your team is done. They're done. And the owner almost concedes that they're done. Because if they weren't, the guy that you had starting the season would be the guy there still. The Dolphins 
are done. Their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, taunting. Who? Ryan exactly. Tannehill. Well, but I mean, like, exactly. Taunting. Taunting the practice squad players. What? Which Doug says what? Like a dick? Like practice squad players. Like an asshole face? Like that. Like that. Um, which is very shocking to me because he's supposed to be the leader of the team. You don't want to hear the kind of things like he said, which is enjoy your practice squad check. Which, in case you don't know, Doug, is not very much more than what I make. So... They get paid not a lot of Also, money. he's an asshole face. Also, he's a very much an asshole face because he just got a contract extension which gave him a lot, a lot more money than them. And those guys are the guys that he needs to rely on to show him the defensive looks that the other team is going to do. Uh, and just if you really want to taunt that, if fire. you're really going to do that, I mean, if it's me... Um, I'm just going to bullshit the guy, and, you know, when he starts throwing interception after interception, I'll be like, enjoy riding the bench, chump. Asshole face. Um, Also, asshole face. Also, the Colts almost lost to the Jaguars. Sure. Andrew Luck has got a bum shoulder. Mm -hmm. We got a phantom bum shoulder here, everybody. It was apparently mildly separated last week, and... This week he did not play, much to everybody's surprise come Sunday morning. So, they have the old man in there, Hasselbeck, who's, eh, I mean, at least him and his brother know football. At least him and his shoulder aren't having his mom and his dad go through a... Painful thing. divorce. Right. Painful separation. That was, that was a joke. I'm like, yeah, thank you for yeah. catching that. Gotcha. That was silly. You're silly. The Eagles Why? lost. Why? Because I come from a broken family, Ryan. That's probably the silliest thing about you, easily. The Eagles lost the to the Washington Redskins, another team that's kind of a joke. Racist. Oh. I got to be honest with you, Doug. I'm very surprised at how the season is going so far. I really thought there it's a weird would, season. I thought there would be like five teams of shit. And a couple of them are down there, just not as far as I thought they would be. But it seems more like there's like 12 teams of shit. And then a whole shitload of mediocrity. And, and then a couple five teams good teams. Of not shit. <laughs> Maybe six teams. Six, of less shit. Six, six, six Of good less teams. shit. Six good teams. No, six good teams. Of less shit. And then, no, no, no. Then the. Oh, the, no, we're getting into that later. The, the, the 15 teams are less shit. Less shit. <sighs> Scoff. Doug scoffs at that. Okay, fine. No, <laughs> your dog does. Um, and I agree. I think it's five teams of less shit. Which we're going to get into later. Doug's going to recap the Nolans game. Well, as I put on Facebook, uh, I decided to sit in the last couple minutes of the uh, New Orleans, or San Diego? Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, the, <laughs> the last couple minutes of the uh, New Orleans, set, uh, I'm going to say it again, Dallas game, and I went, yeah. I'll sit around for overtime, and honestly, didn't have to wait that long. Didn't have to sit, like, out, like literally kicked off to the Saints. Fucker ran it in. Good fucker? Couldn't tell you. But my Saints won. So when we do the week four picks, I'm picking the Saints over Dallas. Doug's... That, that's the week four is already over, so I'm glad you're picking the Saints to beat the Cowboys. That's a guaranteed win. <laughs> Vegas odds, asshole. Kansas City kicked seven field goals. This is going to segue into a different team, but that seems like the something... The Detroit that, field goals. It seems like something John fucking Fox would do, not Andy Reid. But John he did it. Fox. John Fox, Flash. the coach of the Bears, who pulled a win out of their ass to beat the Oakland well, Raiders. Yeah, he's the Flash of the 27th century. Absolutely. We've talked about that. He knows the future. 
Well, I'm glad. I wish he would have, like, gone ahead to watch his teams lose all of them. Maybe that's why he becomes the Flash. He needs to. He needs to flash ahead and punch himself in the face. Can you do that? Flash moves so fast that he hits himself? Theoretically, yeah. I mean, he could, other than create an afterimage of himself, um, theoretically, like, with time travel and relativity, I mean... He literally could run himself back into the past and punch himself in the face. That would be badass. Well, if you're John Fox, yeah. Like, Chris, what are you going to do? What do you, I mean, really? What are you going to do? Like, oh, I got super speed. You, you know just, what I'm going to do? I'm going to punch myself in the face. I'm not going to jerk run off. Run like back in time. 27 times in a minute. No, no, no. I'm going to punch myself in the face. You're going to run back in time. And then jerk off. And hit yourself in the face. Because it would be funny to the future self, even though in the future you probably—I mean, I guess if you—and then you'd be like, if you get like a year, like you like travel back in time a year where you wouldn't feel it, you know, so pop blast or something. You couldn't be mad at anybody but yourself. There's like nothing you could be mad about about it. You know what I mean? No, now we're creating like a a a, a predestination uh, <clears throat> loop. I don't like this. Yeah. You know, it's starting to hurt your brain. I. Much like the Flash says, time travel gives me a headache. It probably would give you a headache. Yeah, it's why it I'm, would get me lots of money if I could time travel to the future. Yeah, but then you'd have the future? to. But you'd have to catch up to yourself, and then it's that whole like it's that can whole. Flash like, time travel to the future though. Yeah, or can he only go backwards? No, he can time travel. Like either one. I feel like that's like one of those things that they're like, let's say he can time travel. That would be. Because he's so fast. Well, yeah, but he knows responsibility-wise, like, he shouldn't fuck with... It just feels like something they, like the time they made up. Well, we'll see on this new season, because he's... He ran up the universe's butthole at the end of season one. Um, feels like somebody who wrote The Flash was like, wouldn't it be cool if he runs so fast he runs back in time? He breaks <sighs> the time barrier. Oh, because he's so fast? That makes sense. Well, it then he vibrates his... You know what? You don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I know you started it, but you don't want to hear about it. So, I'll bore someone else on someone else's show. You, you will, will you? You'll just... Uh, you know, I will. It, it's not Deb, I know that, so... Well, we'll be talking about Flash this week, because Flash comes back this week. We'll be talking about DCTV and the... High ho- fives from Peru. <laughs> You know, I didn't want to finish my point anyway. I didn't want you to either. <laughs> Dick. NFL Power Rankings. Rankings. NFL Power Rankings. Rankings. They're not going to change very much. But there are a couple of new additions. Number five. The Natty. Cincinnati. And Andy Dalton. Who... Has not looked like shit once this season. But it's only been four games, so we're all going to keep holding our breath. I'm on my fantasy team, so we'll see how that goes. He should go to shit about whatever time I fucking put him in. That would be the day. So I'll let you all know. Try to let you know a week ahead when my bye week is and I'm sticking Andy Dalton in there. Because then you guys will know to bet against Cincinnati. That'll be good for you. Good knowledge. Um, Number four. Team... Taking a little bit of a slip, the Denver Broncos, it's a little bit has to do with the Denver Broncos, and a little bit has to do with the number three team. Denver still belongs in the top five. They're undefeated, and they have an amazing defense, and they still have Peyton Manning, and you still have to show me where they almost lost a game because they still haven't almost lost any of their games. So... They're a really strong team, and I feel like they could still beat another one of the undefeated teams, which is Carolina. So, to be honest with you, I really feel like I really feel like Denver is they, they're they're getting the fourth. I, I I can't put them up higher because Atlanta absolutely fucking smoked the Texans, and that was the only way. Anybody was going to do any kind of leapfrogging this week in position is because the other team showed up and blew the other team out of the water. And Atlanta blew the Texans out of the water offensively, defensively, special teams. They totally destroyed the Texans. 
So Atlanta moving up to number three. Number two, New England Patriots. They didn't play, so they don't move. I mean, you can't bump somebody unless you were really fucking amazing. And at number two, you're just not going to bump them. Number one is still the Green Bay Packers. They didn't play tremendously against San Francisco. 17-3 win against the not very good San Francisco team, but they did travel cross-country. La-da-da-da-da. Give you whatever slack you want to give them because Aaron Rodgers is a fucking beast. So they still have that stud. And now we're moving on. High five pop culture this week, Doug. In honor of his birthday, Guy Pierce. Who's Doug, who's name? that, Doug? Well, I'm assuming when we talk about his movies, you'll realize who he is. Other than I've been uh, misspelling uh, uh, his name on text messages. I noticed that, Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly when I went to IMDb, like, like IMDb and, and like, it like instantly showed me a totally different name, and I go, "Well, that must you're be like, a yes, I meant that it. guy." <laughs> well, that's the movies that that guy Pierce is in, so I imagine there's not another guy. Pierce did you doing did you want me to go movies. first? Here, go ahead. Um, my uh, top five guy Pierce movies. I don't have um, any real uh, honorable mentions. That's a surprise. I couldn't. I could barely get five. I I squeaked five. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, I would say uh, number five only because he was not in it that much, but it's a great movie. Uh, the Hurt Locker. He's the guy who dies at the very beginning. I noticed that too. Uh, number four only because we actually recently watched it or some of it together. Uh, Iron Man three. Um, only because of the way they reinvented Aldrich Killian. I really felt like that was going to be higher on your list. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. No, you look at my three and you're like, yeah, you fucking film nerd. Um, this one actually surprisingly wasn't higher up on my list. A list. Number three, The Proposition. Holy fuck. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. When oh. Yes. About the Australian outback where the guy is like... Yes. Contracted it like, and they've got the part where like he's whipping him, and then you're like, they're like, stop, 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 and he's like, yeah, you're right. And he takes his whip and like wrings the blood out of it and goes, okay, that'll help, and then like keeps whipping him. Like he's like, oh yes, thank you for stopping me with my wet blood whip. Like it needs to be a dry whip to like torture him better. Um, you're right. I must torture him with better a better whips. whip. Yeah. Um, also, uh, soundtrack uh, done by Nick Cave and the. Um, Musician Warren Ellis, not the writer. Um, I but love War- Nicholas Cage and Warren Ellis. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's, you know, you know what? Yeah, like it is the guy from uh, yeah, you know what? It is the guy from Gone for Sixty Seconds. The guy who wrote Transmetropolitan. You're absolutely right. Yes, I'm making you sound stupid right now. I I um, have, I've read a couple pages of. You, you're like, I saw a couple books in your bookcase. I did actually read a couple pages. So that, that's it. That's it. it. It went on for like six years and you read a couple pages. Okay. Um, number... F- Nobody else who's listening even knows what you're talking about, so... That's true. I keep forgetting this, this is a sports show. Um, People on your other show don't know either. That's not true. Deb would. <laughs> Deb's read Transmit. Um... My number two, uh, L.A. Confidential. Uh, he plays, uh, I want to say Eckhart, but I don't think that's right. But he plays like the, like, by the book cop with the, like, hero dad. And he gets caught in the crossfire between um, uh, Gladiator and uh, the, far- the farmer from Babe. Um, I'm sorry, I meant Russell Crowe and James Crum- Crumwell. <laughs> I like it when you go Peter Griffin on your people descriptions. <laughs> the guy from Gladiator and... Uh, That's when black scrubs tells white scrubs. scrubs. It's, yeah, he gets caught between the political fight between Gladiator and the and the farmer from uh, Babe. Uh, and number one... Oh my god, how can this not be your number one? So we'll wait and see. Memento. 
not only early Chris Nolan and early whatever his fucking brother's name is who writes all the fucking movies, but uh, just that one. Uh, this is one of my favorite parts of any movie ever is when he like comes to Guy Pearce in the movie and he goes, all right. Well, if you chase him away, he's just going to keep click-clacking away. Click-clack, click-clack. Click-clack, click-clack. Um, but it's that part where he's like, okay, so I'm chasing this guy. And then, like, the gunshot goes out and goes, nope, he's chasing me. Like, I, I love Memento. I don't ever want to see that someone did an actual cut of it that puts it, like, um, in order. Fuck you. A, too much time on your hands. B, fuck you for ruining that. Like, that's part of the movie is that it's non-linear. Being that I am not a huge Guy Pierce fan per se, I had to just go with the movies that I liked that he was in. So, the not Time really, Machine. Not really super. I saw that in theaters and still didn't make my list. Uh, I saw Memento and it didn't make my list. Really? I, so I, I don't know. I, I liked it. I didn't I didn't dislike it. It's just... I guess when I get to my list, we'll see. Uh, Iron Man 3. Fucking pretty good Iron Man movie. You know, a lot of people, like, shat on it, and a lot of people were like, oh, he spent so much time out of the armor, and I'm like, well, yeah, because he packed a truck of money up to his house, and he was like, yeah, I want to be in your fucking Marvel movie for the next, like, four fucking years. Like, face, not mask. FaceTime. Like, that's... And, well, and... Why do you think they spend so much time going under his mask? Well, and then you have the whole... Uh, I mean, you could have shown the cool fucking video of him, like, looking at his little screen inside his mask the whole fucking time. Which like, did, in the first, did, which in did, the first fucking movie, which was cool. But you didn't have to keep doing it. Yeah, after that, you're like, okay, that's what it looks like inside of it. Right. Like, the first time you see it, you're like, oh, that's fucking neat. Like, oh, it's like a gyroscopic... A gyroscopic. It's it's a gyro... It's a gyroscrotum. It's a giant scrotum. You know, it's a giant scrotum. (laughs) Um, No, it's a gyroscopic. Um, I still had to reach for that word. Um, Like, that was really neat. But uh, you realize that it was written by uh, Shane Black, who wrote Lethal Weapon... And by the end of uh, Iron Man 3, it's basically a white guy, black guy, on a boat, during Christmas, with guns. Uh-huh. There's your third act. Like, I know they have, like, the house party initiative and, like, all the armors come in. But I'm like, the first part of Act 3 is pretty much the end of every Lethal Weapon movie. And you know what? The thing is, it wasn't a cliche when he wrote the first Lethal Weapon. So I give him a pass on it. And I go... Yeah, it's cliche, but you're the guy that invented that cliche, so you kind of just get to do it. You get, you get to do it. It's your, it's your thing. Uh, number four, rules of engagement. I'm surprised you didn't like that. Didn't make your list, really. Yeah, I, that was really you know that compared to got, Good Men in terms of like courtroom drama, like military courtroom drama. I got, I got like you know, I I love military flicks. Mm-hmm. Like even even rules of engagement like that. It's like it's just. I love military movies. A lot of the a lot of the stuff is military flicks. Is just fun. Especially the the weirdly procedural ones. I mean, like Rules of Engagement, uh, Few Good Men. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones, but I can't. That are procedural. <laughs> Jag. Bunch of paper pushing shit. <laughs> Jag the movie. Jag the movie. Because you wanted to know what a JAG officer was. Uh, number three, L.A. Confidential. Has to be on anybody's list if you're talking about Guy Pier- Pierce. Movie. That was really one of his big breakthrough. I mean, that was... It's, it's a big-time movie he's known for. Like, the first thing he said was L.A. Confidential. Oh, yeah, okay. And he weirdly, like, spite bangs Kim Basinger in that. Yeah. He basically spite bangs her, like, just to get back at Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yes. And then Russell Crowe beats the shit of him, but then they have like an understanding where it's like, okay, cool, we're Eskimo brothers. She's like a whore, and we share her. With our dicks. Like, it's cool, <laughs> it's bro. Cool. Um, 
And yes, LA Bro Fidentials with the He is briefly that. in my next movie, but I really, really fucking liked it. The Hurt Locker was a very good, um, great movie. It is a great movie. It's a movie that spends a lot of its time just being sp- suspenseful and and unoffendful. Just well, it's like either bombs are going off or it's boring, and it's boring because bombs aren't going off, and that's you're the just point. waiting for. Where like at the very end, where the guy's talking like his son, and he goes, "There's only one thing in this life I love," and then he like reenlists for another year, and you're like, "Cool, so your kid's not it." Like it's the rush. Like, when it's boring and the, the the crowd is going like, this is boring, defuse a bomb. And you're like, that's what the characters are going through. Where they're like, I can't connect about anything that's not high tension, defusing a bomb in the Middle East. Or well, seeing that kid who had a bomb, didn't have a bomb strapped to him, but like kind of tricked me into it. And fuck that kid. If you uh, want, they if call you him, want. Um, if you want Belvedere to, or whatever his name is, if in not to get too much off of a tangent here, um, but have you have, have you seen the movie uh, Sniper? American Sniper. American Sniper. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. It gives you like a great insight to just kind of how he keeps going back. Kind of gives you an insight onto how some and, of these soldiers are and why they are the way they are. That. A lot of it isn't just because they've seen some fucked up shit. Because that's it's, what they know how to deal with. It's it's what they've been dealing with, and the it's it's high tension, just like you said. It's they spend most of their time in a heightened not, state. Not not exactly in a heightened state. Not actually doing any bomb defusing or fighting. But it's the whole waiting to get to that. And in the well, meantime, they, they know that there are other people who are already doing that, and they want to be there to help. It's a very fucked up situation for them, but I feel like movies like American Sniper and The Hurt Locker kind of give you that. Well, the fact that, that like, inside having, their head kind of thing. In American Sniper, he keeps getting a shot at like a normal life, and he keeps going back. And much like at the end of Hurt Locker, and now whether you're gonna, I think you'll, I think you'll see where I'm going with this on, on just this example. It's at the very end of Shawshank Redemption when uh, Red is in the, um, uh, he's like a bagger or whatever in a supermarket, and he goes, like, going to go to the bathroom, Lou. Can't piss without say so. Yeah, like that's, like they've literally been conditioned and socialized to these situations and. That's what they know, and that's what they know how to handle. And when they're left with, like... It gets into it with um, Hurt Locker. When he goes, like... Look, shopping. Like, I don't understand grocery shopping. He's like, I, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't... For whatever reason, like, it does not compute. But... <clears throat> a high tension, I gotta cut... There are not enough locks to get the bomb off of the one guy, and I've gotta sacrifice him, and even though it cost me my friend, like, that's what I understand. So, my Hurt number, Locker, fucking amazing movie. Also, my uh, number directed one, by a woman, by the way. My number one is more of a Vin Kazizel, 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 however you say that guy's name, The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah. Who are you trying to say? The Count of Monte Cristo. Vin Kazizel, Kazizel, Kazizel. Kazizel. The the uh, the guy from um, Black Swan Jesus? and uh, Ocean's Eleven and Jesus. Oh no no no! You're thinking uh, cause, uh, cause, uh, yeah 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 yeah. And everyone's like, "You'll never be nothing about Jesus," and he's like, "I'm gonna be on Person of Interest or whatever." <laughs> I think it's Person of Interest. No, not Person of Interest. Um, yeah, Person of Interest. Something like that. Is that the one with the like crazy robot with the guy who was the voice of the Joker? And then that chick from uh, Angels on it now. Oh man, you've lost me at fucking hello. <laughs> <sighs> name the movie you just quoted. <laughs> no, really, name no. the movie you just quoted. You lost me from hello. Well, stop. You had me at hello. Uh, the Jerry Maguire movie. I would have actually really liked if you said the Jerry Maguire story. <laughs> Inspired by unreal events. 
We've talked about, Jerry talked about that, story. right? Like how that's the most unbelievable un love story ever. Like, well, I don't for one second believe either of those two love each other. Well, it's that um, Pat Oswalt talks about like seeing the movie over Christmas with his brother Matt, who was like just happened to be like in town and went to go see a movie over Christmas, like you do. And uh, they got to that part, and he goes, "She goes, stop! You had me hello." And he goes, "He goes, my brother." Out of nowhere, didn't matter who was in the theater. He goes, "Fuck you," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, that's actually uh, should be your natural reaction when you see that part where it's like, stop, you had me at well, hello, and you just go, oh fuck you.' But that like that, that never no, that doesn't no, not even a thing. Here's the thing, like looking at that, I was just like, God. She's that fucking lonely. Cause well, she's got a face like a bee sting. What do you and, want from and, her? And Tom Cruise is like... that was pre He's been completely emotionally withdrawn from their relationship. Like, he doesn't at all look like he's happy to be with her. That, like... No, I got, is, he jump, is he jumping over a cat for her? No. Is he riding his motorcycle burning stop signs? Like, trying to get away from her? Like in Top Gun? No. Is he starting a rogue nation, or going into some kind of protocol that might be considered or dying, ghost? over and over again, all the time, just to defeat some aliens? Uh, it's lived. I repeat. Uh, I'm sorry. It's uh, Edge of uh, Tomorrow. Did he go to the Edge of Tomorrow for her? <laughs> Did she do any awesome one like fingered push-ups like Emily Blunt, which was, by the way, totally hot? I'm starting to think, I don't think I've ever really believed Tom Cruise is ever in love with anybody in a movie that he's in, in with. Not Kelly McGinnis, really? I really don't feel like he loves her in that movie. Rebecca Dormay. Uh, Rebecca, uh, uh, what's her name? From, um, with the brothel. Yeah. With the sliding. Yeah. the risky business. Oh my god, why did it take me so long I don't, to I that? don't feel, no. I don't feel like... I, Watch a Tom Cruise movie where he has a, a female. Hold on, interest, love interest. I I don't feel like he actually loves that person. Was he I think Edge of Tomorrow is probably the closest one. The other guy in Cocktail. He might have been in love with. Him. He had he had a bromance. There's a little bit of a bromance in there. They may have touched penises. They may have done a little sort of fighting. It might have been an actual cocktail. A tale of cock. As it were. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Week five. <laughs> predictions, Doug. Predictions. Because guns. We never went through like how awesome my last week's picks were. You spent like ten minutes bragging about it. We heard, okay. okay. You're you're incredible. In We'll start off the wheats with I pick Patapati. <laughs> Which is how we talk on this show. Colts versus Texans. Doug, who do you oh, have? Oh, this one hurts. You know. I have oh, he can't because it's the worst team name versus the Worst team name. <laughs> God damn it, I have to go Texans. I'm oh, it so burns. Sad Gonzo's not here for that one. It burns. No, put the dot on the other side. I picked the Texans. I know. I'm putting it where I want to put it. I'm telling you to put my dot. I am also taking the Texans. I don't know why. They haven't shown me anything this year, but neither have the Colts. So I guess I'm just sort of. I like their toast. Texas toast is good. There we go. And guns. I like guns. There we go. And I like... I like guns in movies. I don't like small horses, so... <laughs> Colts aren't necessarily small. They're not cute or cuddly. Colts? No, 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 no. So, fuck them. Okay. Or don't. The ba... <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> only fuck... Only fuck small Unless you're getting horses. money. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Catherine the Great. Yeah, or that's only, right. History or, junk, motherfuckers. Or, or only fuck small horses. <laughs> or your, or your Mr. Hands. <laughs> Bears you versus. Ever seen those videos? Bears versus the Chiefs, Doug. 
Sounds like something that would have happened like 300 years ago. It um, probably is something that happened over 300 years ago. You know, I gotta go Chiefs. I also went Chiefs. That's fantastic. So far, we're both right. Yay, Rob. Falcons, Redskins. Gotta go Falcons. The other ones are racist. Always go against the Redskins. I agree. Jacksonville versus Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, perfect. Thank you. Or not. The what? Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. Oh, um, why don't we go, uh, Buccaneers, one of my favorite uh, pirate jokes. I am going Jacksonville, because they got to win games. It's wow. Uh, well, Doug, I'll say New Orleans versus the Eagles, and you'll say... New Orleans. I also will go with New Orleans, because the Eagles and Chip Kelly are fucking going to get divorced this year. And I'll so. never root for the Eagles. Sorry, Gonzo. <laughs> uh, Browns versus Ravens, Doug. Ravens. Yeah. Doug thinks that the Ravens and the Saints will go undefeated every year. Uh, Rams versus the Green Bay Packers. Packers. Doug doesn't know a lot about sports, but what he does know is he's in love with Aaron Rodgers. Me too. His wife doesn't look like a dude. Uh, is he married? I don't know. I agree, by the way. New Orleans Ravens on those. Uh, Buffalo, Tennessee. You know, fuck it. Let's try to build a bridge. Buffalo. Oh. I'm going to put that one with a heart. Hope you're listening, asshole face. Oh. That's why he doesn't like you, is because of names like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because of shitty, endearing names like that. Cardinals, Lions. Oh, uh, Cardinals, I guess. I mean, that's out of a, I don't know. That's out of the fact that he just watched the Lions piss away their victory. I also will watch them piss away yet another. Well, it's not going to, they're going to just get their asses kicked. Yeah, like coin flipper, who's going to suck less? This, this feels like an easy week, which means that it should all go to shit. Cowboys versus the Patriots. Oh, you're way too interested in this one. Gotta go, Patriots. Yeah, that's right. I hate to say it, but this is this is one of those weeks where I feel like there's. It seems like a lot of easy answers, and then like maybe two or three. Did you see the uh, last week's league? Negative. Where the guy screwed up. It's claimed that this guy screwed up a, a girl's boob job, and how one boob is like less. Like his booby, than the other one, and they're like, "So you're saying it's deflated?" He's like, "Well, I guess you could say that." And he's like, "So we got a real deflate gig going." Like, and they start comparing like who the commissioner versus the. Uh, and he's like, "The one guy's like, I'll destroy your phone if you have pictures." Like, it's it's really fucking funny. I know you don't watch it, and I know that it's not an outright football thing, but it does have a bunch of football people on it. Yeah, I, oh no, I've I've seen some episodes and I do laugh a little bit. Especially like when there's especially when there's sports references that are funny. Oh, there are a, a lot of them. Um, we'll skip that one, save it for last. San Francisco 49ers versus mm. the New York Giants. This is another coin flip for me cuz I really don't care. Um <laughs> Almost every game is a coin flip for Doug. No, it's not true. Um, you got to figure out, I've got my teams. Uh, I don't know. And New you, York Giants, they were uh, name-dropped in the Madagascar movie. Doug, we've, all, we've been picking pretty much the same teams, Doug. Is that getting fucked? Uh, Steelers. Oh, God. Got it. Chargers. <laughs> Me yawning in the middle of fucking talking. Steve I was actually going to let that go, and you're just really, really mad about the Chargers. Like, oh, god damn it. Oh, god damn it. Um, I'm going to go uh, Steelers. I didn't go for them last week, and, and they totally proved me wrong. So, 
So you'll go for them this week because they'll prove you right. I'm hoping. Like, isn't uh, Roethlisberger out? Yeah, Roethl Roethlberger is still out. Mm. Still not throwing touchdowns. Yeah, but you know what? Broncos Raiders, Doug. <laughs> you really got to ask me that question. I got Even you. is not a sports dude. Even not a sports guy knows not to root for the fuck. Right, I gotta say Raiders. Wait, what? <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Not only is it a rival, like an actual rival team, a rivalry, um, but obviously it would be a homer with you. I could have phrased that better. You wanna be homers together? <laughs> That there's anything wrong with nope. that? It's a couple of dudes being Homer together. I don't know what you're talking about. Homer sexuality. I mean, we're just talking about tight ends and wanting to get a good pocket for our wide receiver. You ever cut the pockets out of your pants you can masturbate? Well, I do now. Ew. I'm uncomfortable. Because you never thought of it? Broncos Raiders. <laughs> I'll take that as the fifth. I also am going Broncos. Why? Why? Why are you? Why aren't I? The Broncos are going to have to... Beat the shit out of this team, so I don't. Have and I to don't hear want to hear. I don't want to hear why just yet. I, I don't. I don't want to hear. The reason why is because I don't. Not not because of anything on the football field. I just don't. I don't like Raider fans opening their mouths, talking this shit. I can't stand it. They're fucking obnoxious. They don't even follow their team. They don't even know who's on their team. You asked them right now who their starting quarterback was. Most of them wouldn't even fucking know. Andrew Luck. See. Even Doug's closer than most Raider fans to the guess. No, it's not. Is his name Andy? But also, to go back to the football field on it, they do have to prove something. Because they haven't totally destroyed anybody. And they need to destroy the Raiders. They need to show the Raiders... In front of all those criminals, okay, at Oakland Coliseum, one of all those people who think it's Halloween every single week, in their stupid fucking costumes, thinking that it, they're terrifying anybody, you know, send them back to their jail cells, disappointed, like always. Because it's going to be another clean sweep for the Broncos this year, folks. I'm sorry. There's only one guy on that Raiders team who even kind of bothers me. Andrew Luck. And I'm pretty sure that Chris Harris has got this. Y'all don't have to worry. It's Amari Cooper. You don't have to worry about him. We'll just have Chris Harris Jr. lock him down. So don't worry about it this week, Bronco fans. Because that Raider defense is not that great. That Raider offense isn't that great. And we're going to show them how not great they are. They took a pounding against the Bears. They took an absolute pounding. There were Raiders going down left and right. This team is banged up and injured. Took a real pounding. They all went down. Not that good. They are not that good. Nothing homer about that. They aren't exceptional at any area. Amari Cooper's a rookie. You should be able to handle him physically, shut him down. You should be able to sack Derek Carr ten fucking times if you can get to Teddy Bridgewater seven. This Raiders team is down because... Of the injuries a little bit going on right now. They're getting, a little, they're getting banged up early on. But. I'm a little impressed. I'm not going to go reach out on too far of a limb. A little impressed on how far. How, how well the Raiders have looked this year. So. Uh, that being said though. 
they're still not that good, and we're going to go 5-0, and Doug. That leads me to my fastball, Ryan. Let me oh. just get out that timer. Which he's not ready for. No, I'm used to having an extra voice on the show. You're used to playing fucking solitaire. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies 2, thank you. Uh, exactly. Alright, Ryan. Are you ready for this? You have two minutes to answer. Okay, Doug. Based on Thanks how close... You're welcome. Uh, yeah, exactly. Pizza. Oh, God, yeah, it was pizza. You Hawaiians and your Hawaiian pizzas. And your pizza. <laughs> um, where pizza comes from? Hawaii. Naturally. So, based on how close the scores have been on the last four of the Broncos games, they're really, they're post, they're, not postseason, but main main season. They have the lowest point differential of like this season. I, I believe of every undefeated team, they have the lowest point differential. Go on. Having watched a couple of their games, literally half that they've played, um, they've they've eked them out like farts. Okay. What are the Broncos doing wrong? Oh, I thought you were going to bring me a hard question. Um, to respond to the eking them out, um, I still don't feel the Broncos were eking anything out. Since you, in order to eke out a win, you have to be in somewhat some sort of danger of losing the game. And to be honest with you... Um, They've had some shitty quarters. They've played some shitty ball in bunches where it's 15 minutes here and maybe 9 minutes there. But sometimes that Peyton Manning turns it on and really turns it around. So as far as eked it out, eh. I'm not going with that. What the Broncos aren't doing well, to rephrase your question, is they're not running the ball. They are simply not running the ball well. That is not what they're doing good at all. Because Peyton Manning's passing game will be much more effective if they're running the ball well. Also, Peyton Manning is an effective running Gary Kubiak's offense. He's still struggling. Um, the offensive line is still struggling. Basically, all the problems of this team are on the offensive side. You look at the point differential that we were t- talking about, the reason why that's so small is because the offense is not extending drives and putting points on the board. They need to take advantage of big plays and extend drives and get touchdowns. They need to score in the red zone, which they're also not doing very well, and put touchdowns in those red zone plays. They need to score touchdowns in the red zone. So, basically, you run the ball better, everything else will be better. Everything else is better. The Broncos simply, the only thing that they need to fix is that running game right now. That's all they have to do. You know, I just, I, you know, I watched them, like I said, like, it's been a close, the first couple of games were underwhelming, to say the least. They have underwhelming moments, and the games are close. But, like I said at the beginning of the show, I have not been in fear of them losing any games because of how well the defense is playing. I think, and maybe I've said this before, or maybe I've said it a different way, but I, I think they're playing good football, but they're playing good football poorly. I think that's very well said. I think when you talk about, like, oh, it's a good game, I'm going, yeah. Well, like, but it could have been better. The Chiefs game was a good football game. That was great football. That was good football played on both sides. But in terms Sunday's of the game would be Sunday's game would be an example of why you would say the offense, you know, the offense struggled and wasn't playing well. I mean, the defense contained Adrian Peterson aside from one big run. But you know, like I've heard, like I've said, um, it's a transition year. I mean, next year the Broncos are going to be 
radically different. Well, they'll just be minus Peyton Manning. So look for the offense to improve. I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> no, Peyton Manning girls are going to hate that. They're going to be mad at me. Well, this is his last year. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, you're you're not well, you're going, not going to pay. You're not going out on a limb by saying like we're not going to pay Manning. You're not going to pay. Let me put it to you this way: unless we like stuff and mount him, like we're not going to have him next year. Yeah, I'm referring to him as like a dead squirrel. Fuck off. But let me put it to you like this: we paid Kyle Orton six million dollars a year, and we were like, okay, well, we'll bench you because that's how easy it is when somebody gets paid six mil. You're not going to pay a $40 million or a 40-year-old quarterback a $15 million contract, and you're probably not going to pay him a $10 million contract. The best a 40-year-old quarterback can get is like maybe an $8 million contract. And Peyton Manning loves his money as much as he loves his records. So he is not going to go play. He'll retire and go make like $8 million being in the... I mean, he could be a coordinator right away if he wanted to, but... My guess is, is he'll step away from football for about a year and either do broadcasting, but I doubt that because he loves... Eli football. Manning's younger? Eli Manning is younger. Still playing? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's much like his brother. He is out there on the field getting overpaid to throw a ball around. Drastically overpaid. But yeah, Peyton Manning's future. But he's more of a Peyton fi- Manning's future is in coaching. He's more of a he's name and a figurehead than he is a player. Right now, he's living off of respect and notoriety. Same with Peyton Manning. Sorry. Yeah, both of them are. Yes. You know, like as a not sports person, I know all the sports people are gonna go, "How oh, the fuck in that little bullshit or fucking time?" It's like. But you know what, like as an outsider looking in, I have a very valid point of view where I go. But I think everybody knows that Eli just looks like a goober, so that's why, you know, no love. Yeah, well, Peyton Manning looks like a tall potato, so... He does look like a, a tall potato. Yeah. Spud. <laughs> he looks like a spud. Ah, uh, and that's our show, I'm sorry. Spud. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!